Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Glenn, what was the top story for you today? Like we gotta talk about. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Okay. Uh, my lead story today is Venezuela. What's happening in Venezuela, and at the same time, what's happening with AOC? All right, still. We get a lot of important research from Media Matters, and we have some extra today. <laughs> I have to tell you, I got a call from the Washington Post today on that. Remind me when you get into your topic. All right. Wow. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. And uh, Mr. Chad Prather, who is with us today, what's your top story? College scams. Aunt Becky's going to jail. I cannot believe we'll that. We'll see what happens. Oh, I can't Crazy. wait to get into that. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. American Financing is a place that you can go if you are looking to uh, buy a new home or refinance. I highly recommend if you have a adjustable loan that you refinance right now. Uh, please, there's only two ways this is going to go: to zero or below zero APR, which will mean money's almost worthless. The country <laughs> is over, or jack these rates up to be able to uh, avoid inflation. That's it. They're not going to last for very long. Please, if you have an adjustable mortgage. Please get a refi and go through these guys. These are the people that I've trusted for a very long time. They're going to treat you right. They don't have uh, their salary base. They don't work on bonuses from the banks, so they actually work for you. Um, also, rent has gone up 5% in the last year alone. If what I believe is coming comes, there's going to be a lot of renters. Your rent will go up through the roof. Now is the time to buy. Uh, you can go to AmericanFinancing.net or you can call 800-906-2440. Glenn. Okay, so I got up this morning, and if you've seen the shelves of the grocery stores, can you show the shelves of the grocery stores here? These are the shelves of the grocery stores in Venezuela. Um, mm. You guys are not close to my age, so you may not remember. Does that bring to mind anything that you can recall in the past? Going to a grocery store right after Jeffy? <laughs> <laughs> That's the way the grocery stores used to look in the former Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. There was nothing. When, when, the, when the wall fell and people came from, the, from behind the Iron Curtain and just went to Germany, they, there were interview after interview of people just standing in the aisles of supermarkets going, what is this? They had never experienced anything like it. So that's what socialism does to your supermarket. Now let me show you what socialized medicine does to your hospital operating rooms. Mm. Mm. This is Venezuela, you know, where they were just telling us, Michael Moore, that socialized healthcare in Venezuela is much better than what we have. Really? Because that's now what they have in Venezuela. Now, let me take you one more step. Nobody cares. Nobody is talking about it. Nobody's asking Sean Penn, how do you feel? <laughs> I haven't seen Sean Penn get a truckload of food into the Venezuelan people. Uh, Mercury One, by the way, is. We are, we are gearing up now, so when this thing collapses, we will be there, and we can feed the people in Venezuela. They are literally starving to death. Please go to Mercury One and donate. Um, uh, but nobody cares about any of that. Meanwhile, we have AOC yesterday in the Senate. She's talking to the head of Wells Fargo. Now, I want you to see first what she says to the bank. The bank was making loans to a company that builds prisons. Okay, 
one of the th- contracts that they had that Wells Fargo financed was the um, uh, Department of Homeland Security and Border Patrol prisons on the border. Okay, so the cages. Listen to what she says to Wells Fargo. Mr. Sloan, why was the bank involved in the caging of children and financing the caging of children to begin with? (laughs) She's such an idiot. Uh, I I don't know how to answer that question because we weren't. Uh, So in finance, you were financing and involved in debt financing of CoreCivic and Geo Group, correct? For a a period of time, we were involved in financing one of the firms. We're not anymore and the other. I'm not familiar with the the specific uh, assertion that you're making. Okay, it's because it's ridiculous, okay? So she's making these ridiculous charges. But remember what they're doing to uh, finance companies. They are flexing their muscles to scare people. The next time you're a bank and you have a prison company come to you and say, yeah, we build prisons, is anybody in the bank going to say, you know what, the government doesn't like that stuff. Maybe we shouldn't help those people. That's what they're doing to gun manufacturers and everybody else. This hurts capitalism because it creates fear in the financial market. Now, you want to see what causes, you know, supermarkets like I just showed you in Venezuela? Listen to this. So let's focus on the Dakota Access Pipeline. Uh, Should Wells Fargo be held responsible for the damages incurred by climate change due to the financing of fossil fuels (laughs) and and these projects? Stop. I I don't know how you'd calculate. (laughs) Okay, he's just, I mean, you know, he just keeps going on about, you know, you're an idiot, basically. (laughs) Do you hear what she's saying? Mm -hmm. Should you be held responsible as a bank Mm -hmm. for financing um, fossil fuel projects because of global warming? What she's trying to do is what they're doing to the gun companies right now, which is, scare you away as a bank from doing legal work with credible companies that are bringing energy out of the ground and to your car or your home. That's what she's creating right now. This is the building block of Venezuela right there. Make no mistake. If these people take over, that is your building block of Venezuela. I'll give you a a perspective that maybe AOC could understand as a bartender, which maybe she was halfway good at. I don't know. (laughs) She overserves someone in a bar. They go out, get into a wreck, kill an innocent family in an accident. And so what what happens? Well, we should sue the distillery that made the liquor. That right. made the whiskey that the person drank that she served. You, that's, that's ludicrous. So she's, she's, she's not even saying that. She's <clears throat> saying, let's sue the bank yeah. that gave the distillery <laughs> the money the ability to make it. To yeah. make it. Yeah. Wow. Stu, you went away in on this. An, or, or the people, the potato farmer who, <laughs> yeah. who, who, go, who farmed the potatoes, the potatoes to get to into the vodka. <laughs> just like, uh, gosh. I mean, it's hard to take her seriously because she, she comes off like, you know, someone wrote a script and gave it to their 12-year-old daughter to go protest something. It's like she just doesn't seem to have a handle on any of this. But I think it's important to understand that it doesn't really matter. Right? Like this is, there's enough people who do believe this stuff. And the fact that they have representatives now able to go in there and attempt to, uh, to actually argue these things publicly. I mean, she is without shame at this point, And she thinks she's, you know, indestructible because she's everybody's, you know, social media sweetheart. 
But, you know, the the end of this is not, I don't think is positive for her as far as, you know, the way she's going to be respected or not. However, this the, this philosophy is not new and it's not going away. And this is really where they want to go. If they can find a, a pathway to get this through in 2020, they will. I mean, Bernie Sanders is not her. I mean, Bernie Sanders, is, you know, he's funny in another in another different way, but he's a long term ideologue that actually knows these issues. If this guy becomes president of the United States, I mean, he will actually try to do these things. And that's scary. That's scary. Go ahead, Chad. I was just going to say, you know, here's here's a card that says, and tell me if this doesn't sound familiar. Our revolution is not communist. Our revolution is humanist. We only want the right to an education, the right to work, the right to eat without fear, and the right to peace, justice, and freedom. Now, you probably recognize this as being what was distributed in Cuba Mm -hmm. in 1959 during the Cuban Revolution. How many countless tens of thousands lives lost in prison, kangaroo courts, people lost at sea, all of that, all because they wanted humanism, not communism. This is the same thing. It leads to that. The rhetoric sounds one way, but it's propaganda that goes to a very deadly end. Well, and but what still just fascinates me is that you're talking about uh, what happened in Cuba a long time ago. We're talking about what is going on in Venezuela right, right this second, yeah. and we're still having the conversation about socialism. It's, it blows my mind every time. While we're on the topic of uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, I just, I just want to play. Oh, you're Hispanic, too? Yes. I had no idea. Yes, yes. Well, Native American and That's Hispanic, true. very similar. That's true. That's well, true. actually, it's not. I, my people were here, and then your people came from Spain, <laughs> slaughtered and enslaved my people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to bring it up. Mm. Oh, you just okay. brought it up. Well we're, well, we're both fellow POCs. All right, so that's fine. Uh, so I just I want to play this for Chad. I want to play a little bit of a highlight reel from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's time at South by Southwest. And I just want to see how long you guys can stand it before you just say enough. Watch. Like, like whatever. Um, you know, it's like, you know, um, you know, you know. Um. <laughs> Good point. Um, um, like it's like um it's like whatever <laughs> you know and like or whatever like just like it's like like it's like this like 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 <laughs> well, don't, don't hold back tell me how you really feel about incrementalism <laughs> so again uh. that's going on we're talking about socialism this is their this is their speaker this is this is who they choose to lead that movement, and that's what comes out of her mouth. Yeah. Have you guys seen the thing? We talked about it yesterday. Have you guys seen the thing from I think this podcaster, Mr. Reagan? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Seen it? yeah, we talked about it briefly. Yeah. I, I am going uh, around a lot. I, you know, I don't know if any of it is true, uh, but it sure works. It makes I mean, that it would she, make so much sense. So much sense that she doesn't know what she's talking about, mm-hmm. and so when she has to expand on anything. Once she gets off the talking points, it's like, um, you know, whatever. (laughs) I do love how uh, all of these things happened at South by Southwest. All these socialists go and talk at South by Southwest. It's like the most commercial like thing possible. It's like everything is sponsored. Every company is there. Every giant multinational corporation has a presence there. But let's talk socialism. It is really weird. Like you get a bunch of people because it's artsy that, that support these ideas. But the whole thing's being paid for by people who are like super extra mega Doppler capitalists. Yeah. I believe the Che image is copyright. It has a copyright on it. Mm-hmm. 
I think Fidel's image <laughs> is copyright, copyrighted. I think they should have now a, is. They should have a new, a new fire festival. Just do it in Venezuela. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they got some open league. They should go down there. And it's a put, different kind of fire. A whole different deal. Yes, yeah. But it might work. That, that, that video I saw it last night, it took 20 seconds to induce vomiting. It was horrible. <laughs> I know. It was, I, could, I think the whole, the whole cut is like two minutes and 20 couldn't seconds. Couldn't do it. 20 I seconds. couldn't do it either. Mm. I got there about a minute, and I was like, okay, I can't, because this is actually real life that's happening I, right now. I, you know, like, 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 like I think uh, we're gonna like um, go ahead and go to break like now like, before we get into like media matters whatever. stuff. Like, I, I mean, I was like, eh. Wait. Before we uh, get back into the conversation and talk about media matters, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Glenn, I know you've had amazing experience with Relief Factor. I've had really good experience with Relief Factor. Um, it has... Well, I said amazing. Wait. You just said really good. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going home today. I, today's my day. I can paint. So I'm going home tonight to paint, uh, which is something that, you know, I couldn't do. I mean, I don't know if you've seen some of my paintings. There's one where I had to write something and they were shaking so bad from the pain that it was, it was hard to even uh, read. And I actually left it that way for my kids. Um, uh, but that's gone with Relief Factor. Yeah. Uh, you can, if you are in pain, one of many Americans who are in pain, because apparently a whole bunch of us are just living in pain all the time and don't think that we're ever going to find anything to, to help us get out of pain, try Relief Factor. See if it works for you. You can get the three-week quick start pack now for $19.95. Uh, 70% of the people who try that quick start pack go on to keep ordering more. So it's working for them. It works for Glenn. It works for many of us here at The Blaze. Try it and see if it works for you. You could be out of pain. Life-changing. Go to relieffactor.com. All right, so Stu. Excited. Yeah, Stu. Tell me immediately. Apparently, we don't, need to, we don't need to remind him. I know. He's, 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 I'm, re I'm ready. I can't <laughs> wait to tell you. I can't wait to tell you about the Washington Post and Media Matters, but go ahead. Go, go, Sounds set him good. up, set him up. Uh, so Media Matters uh, is a uh, collection of uh, really terrible people um, <laughs> who uh, live sad, pathetic existences. Um, for well, example, really they just had a person, and this was in, uh, seemingly as a, uh, like they were proud of this, was in a New Yorker article that they had one person for an entire year assigned to the job of looking at Donald Trump's tweets and then comparing it to the transcripts of Fox and Friends to see if he was inspired by Fox and Friends. An entire year of your life sucked out of comparing Donald Trump's that? tweets to Fox and Friends. I would want to kill myself like nine different ways. I can't imagine how much you would have to pay me uh, in order to take that job. Right, it has nothing to do with I like... I would kill myself just listening to that description. Right, it's terrible. So this has been their path for a long, long time. Uh, you know, it was an organization started by people like, you know, Hillary Clinton was involved in the creation of it. Soros. Um, I know he invested a million dollars to try to take you out at one point. Uh, David Brock was uh, was was involved in it. And it's it basically they fake outrage about things people say and act like they're really bad and try to get intimidate sponsors to leave programs. They first started with Imus, then they started on me, and they and they went to a twenty hour day where they had people around the clock for twenty hours going through my stuff, all my all my transcripts, radio, and everything. And churning stuff out every single day, trying to you know, trying to build the outrage machine out of outrage that obviously doesn't exist. The Tucker Carlson thing being most recent example, these things, if they were actually bad, well, then you'd want to leave them in their little time capsule of 2006, and no one would ever know they occurred, right? Like it, it has nothing to do with that. They're just trying to get people fired, and everybody knows who they are at this point. 
Um, the, the credibility, though, is laughable uh, because uh, the guy who runs Media Matters, uh, and it's no longer David Brock, all those people have left the organization. There's another guy there uh, who, uh, his name is Angelo uh, Carasone or Carasone. Uh, he he uh, uh, has been criticizing Tucker Carlson about what he said on the radio in 2006. Um, so people decided to go back and see what was he saying in the same exact time frame. I believe the November 2005 is where a lot of the stuff came from. Give you some highlights here. He complained about the coverage of a, quote, gang of transvestites. He then went on to wonder if the author was a tranny lover. He uh, assumed tran- a tranny could not be attractive because... Uh, they, uh, the effing guy was Bangladeshi. I guess people from Bangladesh can't be attractive. Uh, alluded to, uh, to assumed criminal behavior based on the country of origin. He said, what the hell was he doing with $7,300 worth of stuff? The guy's Bangladeshi. See, they can't have stuff. That's why. Um, then he said uh, he named a, one of his post-tranny paradise. Uh, went on to, uh, he potentially told, he told uh, potentially abused high school students from Japan uh, to quote unquote lighten up Japs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mocked Japanese students who were uh, forced by their coach to run in the nude in front of the team, uh, possibly videotaped in the nude by the coach. Thought that was hilarious. And physically and mentally abused as well, because it's funny when high school students are physically and mentally abused. Well, if they're Japs. Yeah, yeah, that's course, true. The Japs, right? it's okay. It's Japanese. Uh, multiple anti Semitic posts referred to the jewelry yeah. of his boyfriend. Oh uh, he saw moderate leanings of his. Uh, as a Jewish man, as a quote, con- a consequence of his possession of several bags of Jewish gold. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. and on and on and on and on and on. Now, this is the guy that was just this week on television saying how bad Tucker Carlson is, how horrible Tucker is, mm-hmm. and we can't handle that. We cannot, as a country, we won't be able to withstand this <clears throat> unless no. we stop him. And so this is an interesting thing, because um, you'd wonder why you'd put someone in charge of an organization like that that was saying all these really offensive things. It doesn't seem to make any sense, but it makes all the sense in the world, because uh, Media Matters is essentially a terrorist organization, and I mean that like in the th- terms of, of the media, where like you could have where, like an NBC or a campaign, right, would, would attack another organization. The problem with doing that, if you're also guilty of all of the same things, is you will also lose your thing, right? Like if Hillary Clinton comes out and makes bad accusations against another one, then he's uh, another organization, then is caught doing the same thing. It's going to hurt her, and she's a valuable member of society in their view. So Media Matters has flipped this upside down, and it's actually somewhat of a smart strategy. They've put basically a giant zilch at the head of this uh, corporation that nobody knows and has no real value to anyone. So if he gets taken out, no one cares. That's why David Brock is no longer there, because now the people who work there are all people that are essentially meaningless zeros. Hogs. Cogs, just cogs. They're they're absolutely so. You know, you lose this guy. They got ten other people they can replace him with, and you know, there's no there's no loss. So, like, you think of a suicide bomber, and going back to the terrorism analogy, you have Osama bin Laden. He doesn't send himself in a suicide vest, right? He sells he sends some woman or some kid to go up there and blow up a few people, and says it's for the jihad, and and I'm sure they tell him that he's going to get his 99 virgins when he goes to Media Matters Heaven or whatever it is. <laughs> but the bottom line is that he has no value. So he's able to say anything because there's no credibility to lose. The problem here is not Media Matters, who does these things strategically, and and in some ways uh, it's a smart approach. It's the fact that 
there's no no media organization on earth should accept one story from these people, especially knowing the obvious, overt, blatant hypocrisy that is coming from the people that are in the organization. They did all the things that they accuse others of and worse. They, they don't even try to put these things in context. And the media takes it because they're lazy and they want Tucker Carlson to be fired. So they take whatever these guys are saying and just pop it on TV and run with it as if this is a journalism organization. It, it is, it's disgraceful. And, and, you know, it is disgraceful, again, from Media Matters, but what are you going to do? You can't insult a zero. The issue here, in a larger sense, is someone like the Washington Post who might take a report like this or someone like NBC, take a report and run with it. They're the people that are the problem here. What I have to agree with on Stu, and and I think his um, use of the word zero uh, (laughs) is, is so perfectly chosen uh, because... They are. That's not hyperbole. They are zeros. Zeros. Now, let me tell you what happened with the Washington Post. So I get off the air, get a call from a reporter, okay, (laughs) on the Washington Post. I'm not taking a call. So they write. And they write, Dear Mr. Beck, we're doing a, a story on media matters and their effect, and we know that you've had quite a few run-ins with Media Matters. We wanted to know if you found them at all credible. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote back, and we'll see if they use any of this, I said, the fact that a Washington Post (laughs) reporter even asks that question tells us exactly the state of the media. There's That's no the way point. they're going to print that. Okay. That is, that is, the, they don't know. <laughs> of course they know. They know exactly yeah. who these people are. They are denying that these are those people. They have to keep it compartmentalized. No, no, no. They do a lot of good. They do a lot of good. No, they don't. No, they don't. They were set up to destroy lives. That's all they were set up to do. But if they recognize that, then they can't get clicks off of They can't use it either. They can't use it either. I I can't tell you. When I was at CNN, over and over and over again. Now, they had an excuse. This was in 2007, so they were brand new. But over and over again, they would quote Media Matters. The Media Matters. They used to actually quote them. But but their name says Media Matters. Right. So they're credible. So they would quote it all the time. Then they just stopped quoting it. But if you were getting the Media Matter alert, you would be able to go, um, wow, that's identical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. It's all over. Nobody now says they use media matters, but if you get their their uh, faxes or their you know their their bulletins every day, you see exactly how much of the agenda they are setting for the mainstream media. Yeah. Chad, you want to jump in on? That? Well, I'll just say I, you know I was on Twitter this morning and I said, <laughs> I don't care what Tucker Carlson said. I, I've probably said. Equal or worse in the, in more recent days. Um, <laughs> what I care about is what Lisa Page said. You know, well, let's talk about that. I mean, let's go to work to things that matter here. You know, where you have a potential Department of Justice scandal that's going on, and these these folks are testifying on that. Someone came back and said, "Well, you you need to look at Trump and how he's compared to Hitler and all the things he's doing against the media." And I said, "Okay." Someone else had commented and said, please give us an example. And, of course, they brought up the German Illusion Press. And and I said, okay, so you're going to take – that's what you're going to go with. And you're going to honestly say – and so I shared the article that was in USA Today 
I guess yesterday or the day before, that said white people are to blame for the air pollution that black and Hispanic people are breathing, mm -hmm. which is absolutely ludicrous. I said, this is what you're going to go with. And you're not, you don't, you don't look at that and say, yeah, we got to call it something. Let's just call it fake news. <laughs> this is ignorance. Yeah. It is. And so Media Matters is a perfect example of that. And they're going to come out there. And as you said, it's absolute hypocrisy. It's going to do that. I mean, hopefully this guy does get fired. And he can go to heaven and get his, you know, 72 <laughs> Japanese tranny versions. <laughs> That's right. true. Uh, back in a Although minute. you call them such nasty names. I'm just be so worried about their, <laughs> their, you know, their, their sort of selfish. Got about 30 seconds here. I was just wondering, Chad, could you tell me if I wanted to hear a podcast uh, from someone who possibly wears a cowboy hat mm -hmm. a lot of the time, um, has a set with like a deer in the background? Do you know where I could find that? Uh, yes, you can. You can go to blazetv.com and you can get it. And, and I'll tell you what, it's a beautiful thing. We get we have fun over there. We're over there in the other building. We're kind of excluded. And it's, a little, it's like a little... My mother called me the other day and she's like, well, I enjoyed this guest and this guest. She's like... But sometimes you boys just kind of have party time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, mom, yeah, and mom. I get paid for it. Mom. Yeah, mom, we're in the basement. <laughs> Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. The, the college bribery scandal is so crazy. Well, it's the ultimate ex display of white privilege is what it is. <laughs> so let's call it what it is. It's white Thank privilege. You. Thank you for finally saying You're that. You're very welcome. And so let's talk about this because this is bizarre. This is, I mean, I, you, you look and you start thinking, it gets headlines because... <clears throat> This didn't just happen to, to, to rich people. This is Hollywood. So there's some big-name Hollywood people that are involved in this thing. Lori Laughlin, who, who, of course, was Aunt Becky on ABC's Full House. And then you had Felicity Huffman, who was on ABC's Desperate, Desperate Housewives. She's married to William H. Macy. Can I also just say really mm -hmm. quickly, uh, I, was, I happened to be on some news website when this broke. And I was so confused. It was like breaking news. Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin, you know, indicted or charged with color. And I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird one. What? Exactly. And it was still breaking, so it had very little details. And it I was, was like, a weird thing. Because you know what happens? Whenever you see a celebrity's name pop up on a headline, you, your first thought is, what, were they in an accident? Is there, yeah. is there had been a death? I mean, what is, you know. College bribery Why? Scandal. And all of a sudden, it's this thing, which is, people say, well, that's no big deal. It's just the elites being the elite, and, and it's not going to. Well, first of all, what happened, this is not a victimless crime, mm -hmm. first of all. And so anybody out there that, that has been watching, say, the Paul Manafort stuff go on, and, and, and they are like, he's just, he's just, they're justified in throwing the book at him for fraud. Trump can't get him off because these are state charges in New York. Fraud, fraud, fraud. Well, if you, if you really are a champion for fighting fraud, let's talk about this. Because apparently these folks have kids who can't get into college, or at least the colleges they want them to, whether it's, you know, uh, Stanford, USC, University of Texas was even mentioned. There's a number of very, you know, uh, it's some pretty big schools, schools out there, yeah. prestigious schools. They can't get in. So what do they do is they, they give money. And there are about 33 names who are listed as donors to this, to a nonprofit organization, to the tune of $25 million total collected by a guy named William Singer, who presented himself to court the other day, pled guilty to this thing. What Singer was doing was he was bribing 
university coaches. He was bribing um, standardized test administrators, uh, folks who were in charge of admittance in the schools. He was bribing them. He was greasing their palms. They were doing they were going so far as as basically photoshopping (laughs) these kids as though they were playing soccer or playing field hockey or something like that and and made it look like their extracurricular activities were, were great their their <laughs> grades were good these they, they totally they created a, a, a pseudo child yeah. to send off to college and not their real kid this is the ultimate example and they were getting accepted into school so this thing is you pull the string this thing's going to go crazy felicity huffman's already been arrested um so lori laughlin she went in today she has been arrested uh, and I know people say, well, this is going to be a slap on the wrist. But maybe. I hope it's not. They really do, because this is fraud. There were well-deserving people out there who deserved that admission into that college, who needed to have that spot, because let's face it, universities only have so many, so many places they can give out. There are people who deserve to be there, and they can't be there because, you know, <laughs> th- these, these kids, these Hollywood kids are getting, boom, well, here they are. And so I jokingly and tongue-in-cheek say that this is the ultimate white privilege example. It's not, because if you read the 33 names that are on the list of people who are, are in this scam, you have Oriental names, you have Hispanic names, and I mean a long list of them. It's absolutely crazy. This is what this is rich privilege. It's not white privilege. This is rich privilege, which basically they said, okay, we're going to. And William H. Macy, he gave a he gave a um, I don't remember which magazine it was, but he gave an interview, uh, you know, back in the fall talking about, oh, we're going through all these college application processes. And it's really his word stressful. (laughs) Yeah. Of course, he's married to uh, Felicity Felicity Huffman. And I'm like. Yeah, I'd say it is. It's also expensive. <laughs> this thing has gotten expensive. So, you know, it, it sounds like, you know, the, the girls' night out turned into let's get the girls in. This is the ultimate, <laughs> Stu, this is the ultimate in participation trophies. This is what, this is why I despise participation trophy culture. You didn't earn it. You don't deserve it. You did not work for it. You shouldn't have it. You know, I, I, I love. Uh, our friend Jessica here who writes for The Blaze, she said, I love on her Twitter, she says, I used to play sports until I realized you could buy a trophy. And that's exactly right. <laughs> it's exactly right. A, a participation trophy is, a, is an environmental non-event. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's a piece of plastic to award you for being mediocre or lackluster. And so basically, can you imagine being this kid who has to uh, come to their parents one day if they found out later and said, did you, re- did you really pay for me to, to go to school there? And they're like, oh, honey, yeah, you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I can't it's imagine crazy. what yeah. that would have on, on a child. I, I, I would definitely agree with everything that you said. <laughs> it's all 100% true. Although I think there would be a small part of me that would be like, wow, like mom and dad really love me. Really <laughs> you love know, me. They, look at all the trouble they went to. I mean, they, they broke the law. They spent all this money. They went to, to jail? The USC? I mean, I, can, you, can you apply to USC and not get into USC? Is that a thing? Um, it's, a, it's an interesting, uh, I mean, it really is a bizarre thing. And I think that maybe the largest part of this, because I think you hit on, a, obviously, a lot of really good problems uh, that you can pull out of this. There's, there's a numerous. Maybe one of the bigger ones, too, I think, is just, this odd, like, uh, culture we have of college worship in this country. Mm-hmm. It's like the idea, like, let's just say this person, you know, one of these kids, you know, went to USC or the University of Texas and, um, and didn't get in. And let's just say it played out the way it was supposed to. And they went instead to where? I don't know. With Texas A&M or uh, Arizona or uh, Arizona State, whatever. It, like, literally no change in their life. 
right? Like, I mean, no change in their life whatsoever when it comes to uh, future success. If they made something out of USC, they would make something out of Arizona State, and they could be successful out of any one of those things, or no matter where you wind up going to college. Um, it is a, it's, it's a story I think is, is, is sexy because of, of the actual celebrities in there. You're right. Like, I think if it was just boring, regular rich people, it wouldn't be as... as as big of a, you know, kind of like a, you know, a, a big he- headline splashing sort of story. Um, well, because you couldn't have a headline with random actresses right. from back in the day that are being arrested. Yeah, right. Like, that's like, the fun part. I think that's what people that's like so out random, of that. Yeah. You know, like, they like those. That was the true Hollywood stories they used to run on E! all the time. Like, people love those. Yeah. Love those things. I mean, I guess, like, the grand scheme of things, can USC take in an extra student? Does it happen all the time with people buying buildings or making large donations and getting their kids in there? We all know that crap happens. I mean, you know, I would be very pissed off if I was one of these colleges. I mean, because in this situation, the college isn't actually getting the money. Like, that's that's the problem the college has here. Wait, I was supposed to get a building to let that dunce into the school. Uh, instead, like, it's like a coach who's getting a kickback on the backside to put him in, in on, on one of these teams. And I would be very pissed off at my employees who are breaking them. And that's a blatantly fireable offense and obviously illegal as well. Um, I, it, but, it, you know, the idea that so many people tried to do what, what Chad was saying earlier, make this into a racial thing. It really was. It was like, well, these white people, these white rich people are able to get their kids into school. And everyone tries to say it's affirmative action. That's the problem. Well, anytime you're making a decision based on something other than merit, it's a problem. If you're making a decision on skin color, it's a problem. You shouldn't be influenced by just money. Those are real big problems. They're bigger than the little talking point on MSNBC every morning. Um, but I, I don't think it goes any deeper for most of these people. I think most people like the idea that it's, ce- it's celebrities. They like the idea they can push back and say white privilege because it just seems so fun for them to do that. In reality, like, you know, people who are, you know, it, it should be based on merit. Mm-hmm. You should never make a decision. This doesn't justify affirmative action. You should never make a decision based on skin color ever. It's a really easy concept. You know, and when you're doing that, you're doing it wrong. Well, I mean, I just think it's interesting the the time and place in which this is this is happening. That you know, you touched on college worship culture. That what they're going to spend an exorbitant amount of money to get them into Harvard at the same time that in society we're like, is it really even going to is college going to be a thing right. in ten years? Right. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, if the indoctrination that goes on now stays or gets worse. I'm not sending my son to college. I mean, that's what the real society is is talking about. Well, let's talk about trade schools. Let's talk about this. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Do you really need to go to college? And you've got these people who are so out of touch that they say they're going to spend millions and millions of dollars just to have their kid go to these schools that are going to teach them nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. So, so folks like this who have this kind of money, their kids don't necessarily need to go to school. This is a prestige thing. Yeah. I want them in this school so we could say, oh, yeah, she's, she's, it's the appearance. she's at USC yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, th- th- so that she can kids, learn interpretive dance. Exactly. <laughs> these kids are rich. You know? Oh, well, you remember my days at USC. And, you know, yeah. so, so it's, it's this thing. But let's go back to universal education. You know, Bernie Sanders, who says, I want, you know, these to be education for everyone. Now, where is that education going to be? Everybody gets a free college education. Where are they going to put them? They're not going to Wake Forest. They're not going to Yale. They're not going to go to Harvard. See, that's where it's going to fall apart mm-hmm. because, yeah, you're, you can go to the Northeast Community College over there in Northeast Alabama. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you could go there. We'll, we'll do. But see, college and a bachelor's degree has become... 
a uh, it's high school 2.0 because the bachelor's degree doesn't matter anymore. If you don't go further and get a higher, you know, your MBA or your master's or your doctorate or something like that, people aren't even paying attention anymore to a bachelor of arts, bachelor of science. They don't care about it. They've become ridiculous and too easy to get because, again, anyway, most of your prerequisites are you're taking in high school anyway. You're ta- these kids are taking college courses when they're 16, 17 years old. So, so it's really, it's really gotten uh, ludicrous in that. So, on the Chad Prather show, we were sitting around the other day. One of the things we're about to do with our podcast is we're going to start predicting the next celebrity scandal because <laughs> uh, we had Jesse Smollett, and then all of a sudden we almost forgot about Jesse, and because and, R. Kelly came along, <laughs> and then and now we're like, oh. I don't care what Arlen Kelly did with kids. <laughs> and Becky from Full House is going to prison. And, and so now, but like, I would, I would have never predicted this one. No. Because this is yeah. nuts. That would have, yeah. I mean, Arlen Kelly's predictable. All right. like, we, <laughs> yeah. gotta, we all could have nailed that one. Right. Yeah. Jesse Smellett, I wouldn't even have known his name. Right. Uh, and, yeah. and Becky from, from Full House, I would not have pulled that one out of the no. memory banks for this. No. I will say to your point about, you know, bachelor's degrees and how much do they really matter. I mean, I'm sitting here hosting a television show, and my bachelor's was uh, in criminology, and <laughs> my minor was forensic psychology. Oh, and that's used, you use that all the time. All the all time. You read my mind. Yeah. <laughs> you read my mind. So, but, but, okay, but so look at look at the, the crazy things around there. We talk about Jesse. Let's, let's, let's kind of switch gears. Go to Jacob Wool for a second. So okay. I didn't know who Jacob Wool was. And so, you know, obviously he is a quote-unquote alt-right tweeter, you know, Donald Trump's Retweeted him a couple of times, and he comes and he comes out and and he's in um, um, Minneapolis, right? And he he's up there. Laura Luma's up there, and they're basically saying this is a dangerous place. He's wearing his his bulletproof vest, and and he goes to the police department. And he's like, look at these death threats that I've gotten. Well, he's actually he went out and created mm-hmm. Twitter accounts that were fake and sent himself death threats. <laughs> so I don't care what side of the political aisle you are. If you're threatening yourself with death, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. So I had somebody on Twitter today who said. Uh, you know, the right is not outraged. They, they were gleefully uh, outraged or happy whenever Jussie Smollett turned on the whole thing. And I said, but they're not putting Jacob Wool on with Robert Roberts on Good Morning America and parading him around as this guy who's been victimized. You know, he didn't, this guy didn't go fake his own beating with a noose around his neck. He created fake tweets and sent them to himself. And then he was just, as a 21-year-old kid, ignorant enough to go out there and try to pretend like those were real deal. I mean, I will say it was wrong. It was wrong. Of course it's wrong. It's outrageous. It's wrong. Go away, kid. Get away. Yeah, it was wrong. But the point being... Um, we're not, you know, giving him airtime to come. And, and, and we're not fingering two suspects on the street that could potentially be innocent. And now you're going to tap those guys and say, yep, those guys beat me up. Send them to jail. Yeah. There's a big difference. Yeah, I also don't even know who this person is, right? Like, exactly. so, you I mean, should probably I didn't keep know who it that Jesse way. Smollett was either. Uh, so right. I, I'll, I uh, but I mean, that is. I mean, Laura Loomer. Yes, I've heard of her because she she was the one that jumped into Nancy Pelosi's yard to prove that walls work really <laughs> yeah. well, which yeah. is a really strange yeah. stance. So that's what I'm saying. He he associates with her. So Got it. So you're fine again, if you don't. And I will say, we've said this a million times. I do not at all accept anyone who says they're alt right on the right. right. Like I, they have nothing. They're the alternative to the right, not an alternative of the right. Exactly. Um, but I, I will say that there is a uh, that's a. Again, that's a larger cultural thing, right? Like there is a uh, there's this worship of victim uh, victimhood, and people want to be victims because you get these benefits. Now, when you're on the left, you really get the benefits, right? Like you're on every show and everyone's praising you. You don't get that as much when you're on the right. Uh, but it's you know it's, it's just I, I, like I don't understand what people do with their freaking lives. I don't I don't get it. How could you yeah. possibly think that any of that nonsense is a good idea? I don't, I don't know. I have better things to do with my time. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're reasonable and logical and stuff, so <laughs> I you wouldn't understand. Barely. It's the bachelor's degree. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, yesterday's poll question, are you surprised that Nancy Pelosi is backing off her desire to impeach President Trump? 22% of you said yes. 69% of you said no. 9% of you were unsure. That's a troll. No, that, that They're no, trolling me. No, they're just being honest and saying, you know what, there's a lot of uh, differing, differing factors here, and I'm not sure which one wins out in this particular case, Sarah. That's nine, they're saying. 9%. Yeah, they're saying, I'm, That's the highest. I'm taking your question seriously, I'm, <laughs> I, and I don't want to just, just answer it, one of the two. I want to really sit back and think about this, and I'll get back to you later. You can't get back later. Can you back answer, later. no, you answer the Polls poll question one on. time. You go can't on. come back. Polls are a moment, it's a snapshot of a moment in history. In that moment, they were unsure. Jeez, you're just so yeah. mean. An unsure apologist <laughs> over here. <laughs> totally. Today's poll question. Do you believe reports of climate change should impact whether or not someone chooses to... Have children. Yes. Let us know. Yes. Anyone who thinks it does shouldn't. <laughs> That's how I think it <laughs> should impact it. Great point. Chad? Now, did you see the guy that tweeted this morning about how, remember how you felt when you were watching Dawson, Dawson's Creek and you were so twisted up inside and all yeah. that? And then that, that's what we're feeling today, except we know we're all going to die because the climate is. That's an actual tweet. No. That's a real tweet. But we, now we know we're going to die. We are going to creep. We are going to die. They're right on that. It will happen eventually. <laughs> one for one. Uh, <laughs> let us know at the Blaze's Twitter. That is at the Blaze. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. I just need to vote on sure real quick. Nine <laughs> percent. <laughs> yes, they were just in it. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.